This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 35. Submission 914. The Mad Dash. The Mad Dash aired on CTV from 1978 to 1985. Exact number of episodes unknown. In just a few moments, two lucky couples will start on the road to thousands of dollars in cash and prizes on The Mad Dash! Folks. So what do you get when you put the set of classic concentration smack dab in the middle of a board game? You get the mad dash. Oh yeah, and there's also a dice pit. Because dice are involved. Because it's a board game. Isn't that right, Greg? Oh yes. You can't have a board game about dice. That's what I always say. What about the game of life? Well yeah, you have the spinner. Oh yeah, you have the spinner. Yeah. Yeah, Candyland's got but questions this... too while we're at it. And sorry. Yeah. Sorry on line one. But but I mean, come on, the spinner in life, that would always break on you. By the way, future installment. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot there was a life game show. <clears throat> but we're not talking about that. We're talking about this, hosted by uh, basically one of Canada's great game show treasures, uh, unfortunately, no longer with us, a man by the name of Pierre Lalonde. Just an incredible... We were introduced to this by way of Canada's game show, the search for Canada's game shows, which is just an incredible documentary that is being aired by Game TV. And if you're living, if you're like us, living in stateside, you can catch it at canadasgameshows.com and on the YouTube's. So. <clears throat> And also, our good friend Adam Needif is interviewed in that series. Yes, he is. Yes, friend of the site, or friend of the podcast. So, the Mad Dash, then. You have two pairs of contestants ready to dash through a an oversized game board. Now, you would think that this would be some really, really big game board... Not really. It's actually quite small. There's only, I'm going to do, not counting the start and win squares, which we'll talk about momentarily, there's 20 spaces, not counting the start and win spaces. And each of the spaces has a chance to change the game radically. But we'll get to the board in a moment. Here's how the game works. You have two pairs of players one member of each team is the designated roller who answered questions and remains with Pierre. The other is the dasher who becomes the life-size token on the game board. The board is a single winding path of 20 spots segmented into yellow, red, blue, and green spaces, which were marked to indicate the effect of landing on that space. The dashers begin at the start space, 
and the goal is to reach the win space. And of course, the first dasher to reach the win space wins everything they won during the dash. You're probably wondering, how are they going to move around the board? How are they going to move around the board? I'm glad you asked that. The roller has to win a multiple-choice buzz-in, jump-in question, and the first one to do so was given one roll of the die. The die had, it was your standard die from one to five, but where the six is, is actually a dollar sign. The dollar side adds $10 to the team's bank any time it was rolled and allowed for another roll. If you rolled the dollar sign three times in a row, it turns into a $50 bonus. And, and uh, I do believe that has happened on one of the episodes that's out there. There's not a lot of episodes, but I'm pretty sure that one of the episodes that exists did have somebody roll the dollar sign three times and get uh, a total of $70. Yes. Now... The object of the game, obviously, is to get to the win square. And if you get to the win square, you win everything you've won during the dash. If you won seven matches in a row, you win the lucky seven jackpot, which is an, accru an accruing jackpot that includes $250 in cash and additional prizes with a total of 2500 Canadian dollars. Won 10 in a row later in the run, you retired as an undefeated champion. Now, this is a very wacky board, aside from being shaped like an oddly elongated question mark. Your, the red spaces had a negative effect, like moving backwards, losing cash, losing prizes. The yellow spaces were everything else, directional spaces, whatever, what have you. Green spaces banked money, and blue spaces banked prizes. Now, if they land on a prize that they had already banked, they get an additional roll. Now, there, now, here are the spaces that are usually on the board in the Mad Dash. Roll forward. Roller rolls the dice to, for the dasher to move forward. Roll back. Roller rolls the dice for the dasher to move back. Roll over. The roller would roll the die for the opposing dasher to move forward. Change places. The two dashers would switch places. The dasher who moved from change places was deemed to have landed on their new space and would take its effect. The free roll, the team would get a free roll. Miss turn, the opposing team gets a free roll. Back to start. Duh. Insurance. A team would get an insurance policy which protected them from any danger of losing either money or prizes. Go broke. The team lost all their banked cash, but the prizes stayed in play. If you had now there are some episodes out there where if you had the insurance policy and you land on the space, you would put it down on the table and you would keep all the money. Return prizes. The team lost all their banked prizes but kept the money. Dash. A true or false question was asked to the dasher. The roller would roll the die with the dasher moving forward if they gave a correct answer, and backward if they did not. Breakaway. The roller would roll the die the dasher would give in that many seconds from 1 to 5 to run freely along the board toward the win space, stopping wherever they were when the time ran out. And of course, 
Whatever you stop on, that effect takes place. Dice game. The player at the table would roll with two dice. If the if it resulted in $2 symbols, the team would get $100 and another chance to roll. In addition, the player on the game board path moves the total number shown on the dice. Card game. The roller would draw from a standard deck of playing cards, and the dasher would move toward the number of spaces drawn, with ace being one, unless a face card was drawn, in which case the roller had to roll the die, causing the dasher to move backwards. Happy birthday! The dasher would spin two wheels. One wheel had five money amounts, raising from $25 to $200, and an insurance policy. The other had all the months of the year. The team would win the money spun if the second wheel stopped on the player's birth month, the money was doubled. If the first wheel landed on the insurance policy, they would receive a policy which could prevent them from losing cash or prizes later. Pot of Gold A series of prizes that were instantly won, not banked, win or lose, no matter the outcome of the game. After the space was landed on, it was replaced by another prize. Then ice. A true or false question was asked to the dasher. If they gave a correct answer, they could take a prize from their opponent's bank. If they did not, the opposing team could take one of their bank's prizes. If a correct answer was given, but the opponent had no prizes, the team was given the chance to move forward up to five squares, paying $10 a square. And then there's a mini-game. Now, there were many mini-games, the most popular including Shooting Star... Beanbag, and the Mad Darts, all of which had some effects on the game. Brains or Brawn. The Dasher would choose to take either Brains, a question, or Brawn, a physical stunt. If they were successful, the Roller would roll the die and the Dasher would move forward. If they were unsuccessful, it meant the Dasher had to go back. And interesting way to win the game. The only way you can win the game was to roll the exact number that you needed to win the game. It was sort of like Jumanji, almost. In fact, this was probably the game show version of Jumanji. I'm going to add one thing about the shooting star, which really uh, made the game very important when it showed up on the show. One of the uh, items on the shooting star, which uh, all you had to do was there was a star, a, a, a wooden star, if you will, a giant wooden star, and there were Velcro spots on the uh, on this star relating to different actions, activities, prizes, and the Dasher got to throw up to three Velcro balls at this game board, and whatever prize they hit or whatever uh, section they landed on, they got that prize or that penalty or that bonus. But the big bonus that showed up on, on, on the shooting star, which was highly coveted, is there's a space that is called the lose-loss. And what that means is that if a team has lost a game, that loss is removed, giving the team a further chance to stay on if they lose. Because in the Mad Dash, if you lost two games... You're, uh, you're retired. Mm -hmm. So this would be very crucial, especially if you saw this uh, in an episode where, say, the champs had six wins, and if they win this game, they're going to get the, the prize jamboree or whatever. And if they had one loss, you know, if they lose that game, they're gone. They wouldn't get the, the prizes. That lose-loss 
would be extremely significant. And every time I've seen the shooting star played, I think I've seen every team go for the lose loss because it means that much because that's like the ultimate insurance policy. Forget the, the insurance policy for not taking away the cash and prizes. This keeps you on the show. Yep. Yes. Related to what Chico mentioned about having to win uh, on an exact roll, if you roll too much, you go back the game uh, on the game board the number of spaces extra you would have gone. And usually that ends up in one of two things. One is one of the spaces is lose all your money. That's usually the space right immediately before the win. But also at the same time, the space immediately before lose all your money is usually big money, like $100 or $50 or I think I've even seen $150. So you can make a lot of money right there at the end or lose a lot of money right there at the end, depending on uh, your luck of the roll. But also, when we're talking about Canadian game shows, uh, especially uh, in this era, when we talk about prizes, we're not talking about fur coats and furniture sets and a kitchen of appliances. Oh, no. What we're talking about is a movie for two, we're talking about dinner for two to your favorite restaurant or oh, to, yeah. uh, to, to the original spaghetti warehouse or a hotel for a night for two uh, or smaller appliances, a typewriter, not budget-breaking prizes at all. So the thing is, when you're talking about a, a team that may have been on for uh, six or seven matches, if they didn't win that, uh, that bonus jackpot, they may have only accumulated at that point maybe $2,000 worth of prizes in cash, maybe even less than that. So by no means uh, were people uh, making a ton of money on this show. This isn't like the, the game shows in America where yeah, $5,000 or $10,000 every day would be a commonplace bonus amount. No. Very small so, bucks. So, so Mike, you, you might want to say the budget on this show was cheap 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 I'm going to steal a line from from Chico Greg go to your room <laughs> uh, think about what you did and just how badly you did it and then come back in about 20 minutes after you've done repenting oh uh, but uh, if you watch an episode of this show I mean the mad dash that title just does not do it proper justice it is crazy it is absolutely crazy it is bonkers and also it really is sort of on the cheap not just because of the prizes but again it's basically a the the elongated question mark game board that chico mentioned earlier and you have the other contestants and the pierre lalon the host standing at basically a podium with two not very expensive buzzers on either side for the contestants and it slants downward uh, the, the dice pit. So it can't roll off the table. It'll roll down and there's a nice view of the die once it gets into that dice pit. Not terribly extravagant, but also at the same time, it's really fun. I mean, it may be a little on the cheap, yes. but this is really a fun game. And I think that's what really got Greg interested in this show. Yeah, the cheapness of this show 
is what makes the charm of this show great. It really does. And the thing is, I don't know if they interviewed the, the teams beforehand. Uh, presumably they did, but all of the teams came from the studio audience. So they didn't uh, necessarily go through the audition process. Oh, hey, you know, we're choosing you. Come down to, to Montreal to tape these shows. No, no. All, all the, uh, the pairs were taken directly from the audience, which is also a throwback to older days when, nice. when, when, when you'd get picked from the audience to be on a TV show. Uh, but also, there were times when the show didn't end promptly on time. So you had a mini dash every now and then. And what the mini dash was, was you had uh, one or actually sometimes a couple of audience members called down. What they do is they play for uh, a prize and uh, they choose one of uh, five different envelopes. Each of the envelopes has three questions. You only need to get two of the three correct to win the prize. Uh, Also, on some of the episodes, there's an instant win and an instant loss in two of the five envelopes, which seems kind of mean. You get the instant loss. You, you just come down, hey, it's my time to be on CTV. I'm going to play for a toaster or a crock pot. Okay, I'll take this envelope. You open it up, instant loss. Bye. Have a nice day. That's sort of... That's... That's... Yeah, that's just... But, but also, right. it does actually go in well with the show because that's all based on luck. It's all how lucky are you with the dice? How lucky are you uh, with getting in uh, fast enough to answer the questions? So it's actually a fair trade-off, I think. It's an apt comparison or an apt audience game. Yeah. Yep. What a show this was. Let me tell you, it it was just... Oh, when I first saw this format like on on the uh, Canada's Game Show's YouTube page, and I saw the pilot episode of the Med Dash. I'm like, what a concept. A human board with dice and questions. And it's like classic concentration style with prizes and everything. Oh, I just, just remember pure gold. Yeah, all I could say is I remember the, back, this, back when it was called Video Village. I was just going to say there was a show back in the 50s and 60s called Video Village which was essentially the same type of TV show, uh, the, the oversized board game. But uh, this would be like the perfect show for GSN, I think. It, it wouldn't be terribly high stakes. It would be reasonably easy to set up. I mean, you don't need really too much electronics unless they won't really want to go that route. The only thing is, it really hasn't been on television for a long time. Not just even talking about the Canadian version. There was another version, and I, I remember getting an uh, email from from Sidney Cohen, who created the show. He, he actually emailed me maybe about 20 years ago, and that was my initial introduction to The Mad Dash. And at the time, he had actually sold a version to Poland which aired on Polish television from 1998 to 2000. So so you're talking about 20 years ago at this point. Yeah, that current, huh? Well, like I said, it's been a long time. It's it's been 35 years since the Canadian version aired, and it's it's been 20 years since the the, the Polish version aired. So, yeah, I don't want to necessarily say it's due for a reboot, but 
again, this is such a fun format. I could definitely see some network on the cheap really just taking a chance on this. Plus also, again, talking with, with Mr. Cohen, again, 20 years ago or so, he really, well, obviously he wants to sell it because that would be more money for him, but he uh, thinks it's, it's just such a great format that everybody can enjoy. It's not terribly difficult. The questions aren't Jeopardy level by any means. So it's accessible to, to everybody in the family. There you go. Plus also the music. The music on this show now, admittedly, you know, 1978 to 85, you're, you're getting uh, older music, but really it is some great music in my opinion. Great music, great cues, great sound effects. Just just really good stuff. And interesting thing that I found out, this actually aired, now this is a Canadian show. This is a Canadian show for a Canadian audience. It was taped in Montreal for CTV. And if you got CTV on the Border Blaster stations up north, you got the Mad Dash. And you see, I am in the up north, or at least close enough to to get uh, television from Windsor and London, Ontario back in the day. And I don't remember this. I, I remember, I believe it's Companion Show, which would have been, uh, guess what? Uh, I don't think that's an entry, but maybe that's worthy of being an entry. Uh, so, I, yeah, I remember guess what? I don't remember the Mad Dash, though. Maybe... Again, maybe it was later in 85 or, or 86, I remember seeing it. But uh, regardless, yeah, we, we could definitely access it back in the day from here. Now, unfortunately, Greg mentioned the, um, the, the pilot made it online recently. Unfortunately, uh, due to uh, erasing episodes, there's probably only about maybe about a dozen episodes plus the pilot out there. So there's, again, not a big sample size to work with, but pretty much everything we talked about in terms of the different spaces and different actions and side games, those take part at least uh, on one episode in the dozen or so uh, existing episodes. Well, the Mad Dash, it certainly was a wild show. You had a, a, a board game with people on it moving spaces. You had contestants rolling dice. You had simple, fun trivia questions. The Mad Dash definitely was a thing on TV. It was a mad thing on TV. It was a fun thing on TV. You know what else is fun? Go into our website, www.itwasathingontv.com. You know what else is fun? Liking and subscribing to us. And also rating and reviewing us. We like being rated and reviewed on, on Apple Podcasts and, and other fine uh, podcasting platforms. You know what's even more fun than that? Sharing. Sharing is caring, as you say. Uh, and, and also, in addition, what else is fun? There's 34 prior episodes you can go listen. Actually, 35 if you include the pilot, the, the episode zero that Greg and I did before uh, Chico joined us. Even more fun than that, our good friends at the Place to Be Nation Pop. Yes. Is that right, Greg? Yes, every Wednesday, a trio of episodes from our back catalogs getting loaded up 
and right now we are up to i believe episode 20 because it was this this past week that just aired that just came up was uh first night 2013 super jeopardy monopoly and the millionaire knockoff so getting close to getting up to date yeah they're only about a month and a half away well until next week we'll have two new episodes uh, one is, uh, an episode that I know, uh, at least one person has mentioned, oh, I can't wait for this episode. You need to be doing an episode about this. Well, we're doing an episode about this next week. And then the other episode, the, the later episode that week, it, it's not about a TV show. It's, it, it's, let's say sort of like a concept. You know, we had the episode about the, the Tommy Westfall universe it's not in that vein, but it's related to TV, and I know Gray's got some stuff he needs to to get off his chest about that topic. He's got he's got. Five, oh, you've got stuff to say about everything. I got, I got five words for you. Real men don't need instructions. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big hint for our second episode, and our first episode. Well, I I can't think of a. Uh, big hint for the first episode except maybe go watch Grease or something oh no the, the 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 hint for that episode is it's bad people have been asking when are you going to cover this show P- uh, even one person has said can I be a guest on that show and with reluctance I had to say no but yeah so there's two great episodes next week oh the second one is going to be real fun I think it, it, it'll be a very fun interesting episode that's coming up next week, starting March 2nd. Until then, again, thank you for listening. Keep on liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing, doing all the good stuff for us. We thank you for your support, and we will talk to you next time with yet another thing on TV. Bye-bye. Wow! The Mad. Yeah!